Well, good morning, Cordell. How are you today? Morning. How's it going? Good. Um, you know, as you know, I'm back in sunny uh, Charleston. And as I was sharing with you offline, um, I'm stubborn and refuse to run my heater. So it's a little chilly in the house this morning. And it'll be 75 in like two hours. So you're good. Three hours. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Three hours. Yeah. But it's only supposed to be like high as 70 today. So that's all right. Until then, wear socks and we'll all survive. I got on sweats and socks. Good, good. Really impressive. Yeah. So I thought we'd elaborate a little bit more on schedule. And you know, you're the one that does the scheduling lesson. And we talk about how when building a schedule, it's important to be accurate um, to actually project and, and forecast things. One of the things that you talk about, what I which I'd really like you to elaborate on is how you um, build in time and the reason you build in time for anticipated delays because as you and I know we spend a lot of time building schedules stuff happens and we talk about you and I talk about adaptability and being able to make adjustments and so on and so forth so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass it over to you because you're the one that does the video lesson and um, I love your explanation and why you do things that you do so yeah I would start with saying like our experience on running schedules is probably uh like, like the scheduling tool that we demonstrate in this lesson is or in that video lesson is the ones that we've been using before you know they're, they're three pages of that version at one time and so our background is a lot of jamming things in very tight spots highly coordinated stuff um and i still like to run my projects like that as much as i can i like to kind of have back to back to back because in my business it's how i make money same with you right it's just turn around turn around turn around turn around without it being chaos and without it being a cluster and, and i always try to avoid that sub working on top of sub type of deal um because that that burns people out and in my experience i don't want to work for you but managing your own project you can get away with a little bit of cushion time right the only person that's really affecting is you as the owner um, and builder in this case so in the lesson you know we we give some buffer time because things might run over um might be a delay blah blah and i always like to give a little bit of that in like a custom project um when we're doing big multi-res projects or whatever we're kind of i'm kind of always stuck on you show you know you start this day i need you here this day when we're in like the big custom game or, or high-end remodel game it's a lot of like okay we're gonna be somewhere in here and, and that plumber might be within one or two days of that and i just have kind of have to realize that Mm -hmm. so that's why i like to start with building in a little bit of buffer on some of these projects is a, a day or two of downtime is not going to kill the project right. um you know i just don't want to see a week or two weeks of downtime with nothing happening um that being said uh the world we live in now just seems to be that with product delays with labor shortages with everything and some of the stuff we've touched on before things are kind of all messed up and so the biggest deal is, is that buffer time is going to allow you to avoid a ripple effect going down the line. You got a couple days of buffer. You have maybe one day built in extra in the schedule for electrical, right? It should be a two day rough and you build in three, a little bit of buffer next sub trade. The idea behind some of that is not just trying to be realistic that they might not show up that day is that if those things run over or they have to next day a shower pan or whatever that is to the supply house. It doesn't get here. It's on tomorrow's truck. Um, mm -hmm. 
the the world we live in right now i don't know about you it's just it's tomorrow's truck That's, uh, always yeah it's not it'll be on tomorrow's truck okay right and so and then the next one was well they didn't have a driver for today's truck so it's going to be tomorrow's truck yeah we have some very unique um and i'm going to use the word unique very unique situations in our existence today with supply chain issues with manufacturing issues you know people haven't yeah not people i it revolves around people of course but <clears throat> manufacturing hasn't caught up to post post covid protocols if you will yeah manufacturing and, distribution trucking mm -hmm. whatever that is and i'm not diminishing manufacturing or trucking or delivery or fuel costs or anything right now but i think that uh my personal belief is there's an excuse for running lean and charging more on, yeah. on, on that end of it. And we, therefore, the customer ends up being the luckier recipient of delays and higher prices due to everything out of our control right now. And we are only trying to make sense of chaos. That sounded very negative. but <laughs> Yeah, I lost you for a quick second, but I get what you're saying is that uh oh, you yeah, got me? Yeah, I do. I do. Oh, um, yeah. So one of the things you said earlier on that I like that, you know, it's a phrase I like to use when you, we talk about when we talk about tightly coordinated schedules is, um, of course, you and I are the, the not just the speed of our job, but the efficiency of the job. It's not about I've got 30 days. It's more about making the most use of our time, the subs time maintaining that high relationship with those people is not wasting time being actually ready when you say um i, I like to think of it as we, we collapse time we we know we can get away with so we don't allow as much buffer yeah i would say a lot of that and a lot of that kind of that working relationship is i can kind of demand my guy to be there like you're starting thursday you know um so be here Thursday. Whereas someone that doesn't have a long working relationship with subcontractor or labor, whatever that is, mm -hmm. might not be able to demand that. Yeah. But the biggest, yeah, like I was going back is that ripple of when someone in the beginning of your schedule, you have to make a shift. You end up having to shift everything down the line, which is not a big deal. The thing is you have to realize that early and when you need to make a shift, you can't make up time like the back end of a project, you know. Right. So, um, and we use the we use the you know the, the for a picture in your mind, the dominoes, you know how they fall. Um, by allowing, like you said, that that downtime, that grace period, if you will, between things. Sometimes, if there's a shift, it allows the domino to fall freely without impacting a lot of other things early on so it's important to be very mindful when we're following this this the scheduling lesson that you that you deliver that it's really important to pay attention to that for those reasons you know yeah no yeah exactly it's just you to eliminate kind of one affecting the other one too much um and like i said one or two days in your schedule is not gonna like make or break your project or you're not gonna be living in uh you know shambles of a kitchen for months mm -hmm. extra um, it's benefit and more benefit to put that buffer in there at the beginning because you will burn through some of those days. Oh, of course. Okay. And, and it's just going to happen where you're, you're, you're going to be shifting schedule. And like I said, is if you, if you need one day, right, then your next sub trade probably has kind of one day of buffer in that allowance. Yeah. Um, 
you're not shifting every sub trade down the line and the less people you can shift the happier they are you know typically in my experiences is mm -hmm. when you don't have to revisit every person and say hey oh hey we're actually one day behind schedule actually now we're two days behind schedule actually you know yeah by the time you get to finish carpentry you have two weeks of buffer time yeah more or less because they can jump in pretty much wherever and be co-mingled yeah but I mean, you know by the time you started demo and uh, plumbing and electrical roughing and maybe some mechanical and, and inspection time you you have time there mm -hmm. so you know you don't want to have to call your finished carpenter day one and be like well electricians didn't show up we're we're out of schedule i don't know where we're at you know yeah no you know i know they're coming the next day or the day after you can shift a few things or just that trade and know what's going on uh, there's another thing in there is a. Uh, like inspection time, right? And I think I build in a little bit of, you know, what day you call for inspections. Seems to me that where I'm at, we have a lot of building going on, a lot of inspections and not a lot of inspectors. So something to coordinate kind of as you're scheduling those people is this, especially like here, um, electrical is a separate inspection than all of our um, building inspections. Right. So. Um, you know, plumbing, mechanical, all that stuff is going to be structural, health and safety, fire, all that's going to come from one department. Our electrical comes from a completely different agency. And some municipalities, you know, keep their, um, I'm sure up north they had their own electrical, right? They did. And um, so it was interesting as uh, I, I got dealt with a couple of scheduling delays on inspections because, <laughs> because of the complexity sometimes of dealing in the city, not complexity, meaning um, technically challenging more so, um, just the scheduling of it. I, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to come, come across negative as working in the city versus the County, but it was just easier for me to work in the County because their their schedules were more flexible. And, and, and frankly, the fees were way lower for us working in the County County than the city. Like for example, um, the last residential permit I purchased for a single family home in the city was 55 grand in the County. It was five grand. Mm -hmm. So naturally, I just like, well, I'll stay in the county. And anyway, so, that was a, a good chunk of that budget. Yeah, that, that was like, wow. And then the funny thing is, is the the, the town just south of us where I had that lot. Um, okay, for the city, for example, I'm not going to mention cities, but the city, for example, um, the permit took me almost a year to get um, going through all their hoops, where down south in the next city down two weeks, same, yeah. same, same, it's boom. So that's yeah. something to, to build into that scheduling is like here, I can only right now, I can only get electrical inspections on Fridays. That's where I was leading to is what I was surprised with was I could only get, um, I had a final inspection due and I could only get it on a Friday. So I'm like, that seems yeah. crazy to me. That's like to come back in with your white glove test, make sure GFIs work, make sure your lights detectors and yeah, it's like, oh yes, you actually do have functioning plumbing and, um, you know, yeah. At that point, the rough stuff's done. It's just making sure it's complete effectively. So um, anyway, yeah, so it's... Uh, <clears throat> That's something to coordinate, though, with those trades. It's like your electrician should know if they're only able to get inspections. And maybe you have them scheduled like a Monday, Tuesday, and you put a Wednesday inspection in there. And it's like, well, I've well, also had them not show a lot. So... Well, the funny thing... The funny thing, that's now that you mentioned that, let me interject. Um, the plumbing and electrical inspectors and, and the HVAC uh, subs, <clears throat> the three mechanical subs, um, 
would schedule and meet their inspectors in the county, but in the city, they put it back on me because the, because there was no time window that the city would give you to meet the inspector. So I had to go meet them and then relay all the information, which was, which was fine. I was there working anyway, but if you're out and about, you know, going and chasing the stuff I need for the next thing, mm-hmm. it was, just, it was just an interesting, interesting experience, but anyway, that was an interesting thing. Yeah, no, some of those like, you know, electrical inspection can overlap with when you start rough and plumbing, you don't you, you're waiting for a cover sticker, but just kind of be mindful that a lot of these things are taking a lot longer now as people are really busy. There's a, there's a shortage of skilled labor. There's a shortage of inspectors. There's a shortage of materials. There's a shortage of, if there's anything out there, there's a shortage of it. So just be mindful that you may have to do some of that schedule shift or yeah. a little bit of your schedule might show some overlap where there's some down days and then one day where that was that's your inspection day or, or mm-hmm. live water test or whatever you know well this goes back to the pre-construction phase i mean i i swear if for nothing else if somebody follows our pre-construction phase from start to finish and then throw away the rest of I mean, that, that's overstating it there's enough value in the pre-construction phase to save yourself time and money just yeah it's follow right those steps the whole rest of it so cannot be understated follow those steps no, um, it, communication too is, is really key in that phase going forward so yeah well i they think we, I think we beat up go ahead i'm sorry go ahead oh so they'll know what they need from you as far as time wise and, and it might be a little more than you originally planned but that's just saying it's like you build the schedule off of your pre-con how much time do they need when can they be there is your plumber available right after your electrician you're probably not in this world like you're forecasting product lead times i mean it's like for example i mean a one that's really gotten crazy is is windows i mean you can i mean let's if you're doing five months how do you what (laughs) i i know a guy that uh he ordered his windows and then was about done framing and was like yeah i should probably shift one or two of these like did some revisions changed two added like another four or five weeks He's installing cabinets right now. Countertops are coming. He has no windows. Wow. That's how far of a lag there is. That's insane. That's Mm -hmm. insane. Anyway, so it's really important to understand product, understand club schedule, set a schedule with buffer times too. And, you know, certainly we're we're happy to answer more specific questions on that. That was more of a general one of how do we do that? And um, I, again, I admire how you put that together in the lesson so yeah any questions reach out we'll answer them you know the best we can but we're just kind of trying to drive home the fact that you need some buffer time don't try right now to to do a day by day by day by day by day type of thing um see to your pants scheduling is no good yeah and also don't try to wait to be like hey we're ready for you i hate those phone calls can you be here tomorrow no you're not on the schedule yet yeah yeah, people are months out. So it's it's appropriate to get that, really follow that lesson, watch it again and again and again. So um, we're happy to answer direct questions. So we're gonna, we'll close out the scheduling chat for the day.